0: We went and had lunch at Wendy's, which I don't even like. You know But like it was these, at Cuba. Huh?
1: You don't like Wendy's?
0: No, not especially. Um It's okay. I, it's I not had it before. Maybe you know what it is? Like a couple times I've had it delivered and one they something spit. that really something that really turns me off is like the smell of fresh air. It smells like wet dog to me. So this guy dropped it off a couple times. Oh, yeah, this happened one time, too. I ordered a Frosty, and the guy delivered it. And the Frosty, he had it in his car, and I guess he had dog hair in his car, because it was all over the outside of my cup, and I was so grossed out. That out. is disgusting. Yeah, and, and then I opened up the bag with the sandwiches, and it smelled like, you know, wet dog. And I was like, so is that fresh air, or is it wet dog? I don't know, because there's dog hair all over my fucking cup.
1: Yeah. happened
0: once, and... I don't know. It's good when it's fresh, but I still think I prefer just the regular sandwiches at McDonald's or even... McDonald's is consistent. If I go to Wendy's, like, the fries, I don't like that much because they're not usually fresh. Uh-huh. Sometimes the sandwiches aren't that great either. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. Uh, Burger King's the same way. Like, if I go get a Whopper, usually it's pretty good, but sometimes the lettuce is all wilted and... Just mm-hmm. a big disgusting S and I showed you a picture of that fish sandwich I got that one time there, right? Yeah. But McDonald's is always consistent. It's always exactly the same. Because That's they okay. have I mean,
1: I know it's just McDonald's
0: and cheap, but they have standards. I know. I
1: used to work there for like three years. So. They got it going on. They're like yeah. Stacy's mom.
0: I just feel more safe eating there because I've worked there and I know that they you know, they don't just do whatever back there, like they do shit the right way. Uhhuh. I speak for talk i like taco bell the best well i like white castle
1: the best oh god i could kill for that shit right now white castle then taco
0: bell then <clears throat> then you know popeye is i feel oh yeah i
1: love
0: that shit too yeah, well, Popeye's yeah. Too. i don't know why i'm talking about this i'm sorry <laughs>
1: You're listening to the For Frodo podcast. My name is Christian. Joining me is my uh, my, my sister, <laughs> Chantel. I don't know why I was trying to think of a different word. Um, yeah. And here Simpatico. we have. What? Simpatico. Yes. <laughs> um, isn't that nice? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I
0: yeah. guess. <laughs> Justin Timberlake say it the other day on Bad Teacher.
1: That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Because I will never forget that. Mm -hmm. Simpatico. (laughs) It's Spanish for nice. Anyways. Oh, you know, that came out the last 10 years. Um, (laughs) Did Yes, it did. It's hard to believe I was in the 8th grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: Remember when Cameron Diaz still looked good? I can't believe that was in the past 10 years.
1: Oh, you leave her alone. Do you remember when Cameron Diaz acted... Hmm? Do you remember when Cameron Diaz acted? I do remember that. I remember before she married Good Charlotte? Yeah, you know, uh, it's weird. It's, you know, all of that has happened in the last 10 years. You know, like, I've graduated high school. I've gotten fat. Like, it's all real. I, I start drinking a lot. Um, but enough about me. Uh, <laughs> today's show is, so is you know, Oh, yeah, look who look at who the President of the United States is. It's been a long ten years. Not it's fair. been interesting, too. Um, but tonight, today's show is perhaps our most ambitious, and I say that because we had to... Well, it took me... Well, I started making my list months ago, but um, we had to gather data That's from so the true. last ten years. And, yeah. um... Basically, tonight, today, it's daytime, we are talking about the best and just any or movies of the last decade, um, and, uh, Well, I
0: apologize for not being on the last show.
1: Oh, I, it's okay. It went my, well.
0: And also, to all, uh, happy belated Christmas. Merry yes. Belated
1: Christmas. Yes. Merry Whatever. Christmas. Um... And, uh, basically, um, we both compiled lists of, I I have a list of ten. Um, I've decided to do it in alphabetical order, because I don't want people to sit there and think, oh, well, he thinks blank is better than blank. It's not like that. It's very difficult to rank these things. Well, As- I didn't rank mine. What? I didn't rank mine. No, okay, good. I didn't think you did. <clears throat> I figured getting you to come up with 10 was going to be a hassle in itself. I, couldn't um, even,
0: I had to do 15, so you're right.
1: Yeah, I, I did 20, but... Oh, so you did? The, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, are, if, if you did 20, I mean, I've, I've got a few on here that were um that were close that didn't make the cut. Almost five. Yeah, that I could, well, that's, straight, honestly, right.
1: that's what I saved the other 10 for. You know, it's movies that I think deserve to be mentioned. Um, but then you're, In that what? case, I have 18. In that case. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That, that's good. Um, I enjoy doing this sort of thing, and part of it is because, like, you realize, like, I make a 10 best list every year, and I notice that over time your opinion changes. You can grow to love something more than you loved it originally. Yeah, and... I'm the
0: kind of guy that enjoys, like, alphabetizing 4,000 DVDs
1: oh, I'm mad, I know, and I need <laughs> help, but, yeah, I, well, it, well, like, I was thinking about it, and I remember when I made my list for 2016, my favorite movie of that year at the time was Silence, but as years have gone on, I, I, as, I do think it's a great movie, but I wouldn't say it was my favorite of that year, um, I'm so- oh, I'm,
0: just said silence because I did not have that on my list. No,
1: I don't have it on mine.
0: But I'm adding it now because I have to get to, well, I mean, I still have less than 20, so. You
1: don't have to get to 20. Well, Well, now I have 19. Okay. Okay. I do, it's a great movie, but it just barely misses the mark for me. I don't think
0: you're going to agree with my picks.
1: I, you know, that's the thing. Oh, that's another thing I should mention. We have decided to not share each other's lists for yeah. this. Christian because
0: likes suspense, I, guess.
1: I Yeah, I'm just curious, honestly. Um, and, you know, there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, the movies I chose either affected me in some way or I've been watching or I'll watch repeatedly for the rest of my life. You know, just, or I've been watching them for the last ten years. You know, they they just, those are the ones that stood out the most. And I know I've seen a lot of ten best lists that have, like, The Social Network and Mad Max Fury Road. And while I do love both of those movies, you won't find them on mine. So, hopefully, you'll find a, a list or lists here that are significantly different from others
0: okay well i'm pretty interested maybe maybe it will reflect more than i think it will i don't know we'll see is there anything else you want to talk about before you get into it um no no
1: um i was
0: specify though that our picks are from within the past 10 years that means anything 2010 onward to
1: 2019 yes and with that i will say I do. I did my best to see everything from this year. Not everything has played near me. And that's another thing. These lists will never be perfect because we didn't see everything. But we did our damnedest best. Um, like, I, I haven't seen uh, Terrence Malick's A Hidden Life. I haven't seen 1917. You know, movies that I hear are must-sees. They just haven't come here yet. But yeah. I will. And you know, maybe these <laughs> lists will change over time. That's kind of the beauty of it. But right. as we stay, what?
0: You can always put it on the list 10 years from now.
1: Exactly. As we stand in 2019 or at the end of it, these are our lists. Damn it. So um, I say what we do is we do three each and then we reveal our top if you have a top. I do. Okay.
0: So I okay. should not reveal the top while I'm revealing the top, the three that I give you, until the end?
1: Yes, I say we reveal the top at at the end. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, okay. At least my list, just let me say, it's not in any kind of order whatsoever. It just, um,
1: I just kind did of... Not, did you not even of... do it in alphabetical?
0: No, I just literally just, if one thing reminded me of another, then I wrote it down. Okay. Oh, you, well, might- you know it's not—it's
1: not too late to do it in alphabetical if you'd like. It—it it, it is for me. Well, it what isn't. Is- <laughs> what is the difference? It's fancier. I don't think it's necessary. You're right; it isn't. <sighs> it's fine. All right then. Now that we've cleared that up. But if you'd like to do it
0: real quick, for fuck's sake, I really <laughs> don't think I could at this point. Not just looking at. It.
1: You have to choose ten, and you I can't know, but, do it. Ugh,
0: no, because then I gotta start marking them all off, and I didn't want to do that because I'm
1: and because you'll tea okay, okay, all right, that's fine. All right. Um. Okay. Well, would you like to start? All right. I guess so. Okay. So, like I said, these are in
0: no order whatsoever. Um, are you going
1: though, to explain? Oh, don't forget or explain why you chose them. Or, like, just what it was about it that did it for you?
0: I can just see myself saying,
1: you know, shit, like, for obvious reasons, you know. Um,
0: But, okay, number one, in no particular order, was Black Swan. Um, Darren Aronofsky is a favorite director of mine. I don't know if he's my favorite director, but he's a favorite, so I definitely had to put one of his movies on the list. This one... Um, Natalie Portman, one of my favorite actresses also, and one of my favorite performances in the past 10 years, so, um, that's why that's on the list. Um, number two, Melancholia, uh, Lars von Trier is another of my favorite directors. Kirsten Dunst is another of my favorite actresses, and, uh, I don't know, something about the movie, when I first saw it, I just... I'm sure you can agree. Uh did you feel some kind of panic when you were watching it?
1: Oh, absolutely. I don't know how you don't. It, there's something really grim and hopeless about it.
0: It's so creepy. And it made me feel some kind of weight. Like I haven't felt that kind of way since I saw Deep Impact for the first time. Which is not the same kind of movie at all, but
1: Right. Uh, it's just the it creators.
0: He, yeah, he seems to narrow in on the, the hopelessness of people and uh, the anxiety that they must be feeling because I imagine that's how he feels on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But the movie also kind of... Um, it sticks with me in another way because I know what that's like, you, you know? A Kirsten Dunn's character, she's like suffers from this crippling depression. And if you have, then... I don't know. It's just a very real movie. It's bleak as it fuck. Is. It's really good. And then... <clears throat> Um, Inception. I don't know if I have another Christopher Nolan movie on here, but I had to have at least one. And, uh, I love Leo, you know, that. The whole cast for me, perfect, sexy, um, and it's a beautiful movie. Like, oh, it's amazing to watch, anyways, the way it looks and whatnot. I hope those explanations are good enough for you.
1: Yeah, I guess it'll do. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, uh, so, so far it sounds pretty good. Um, so
0: if you have, if we have the same as each other, are we supposed to just not call it out then?
1: No, that's fine. Uh, no, I say we just continue as on, or as is. Mm-hmm. So, because, um, well, never mind. Um, okay, so uh, my first three, um, first in alphabetical order, um, is Alejandro Iñárritu's Birdman. It's very back and forth on whether or not I wanted to use this one or The Revenant, which I also really loved. But I also felt like, okay, I brought it down to one or two, I brought down to two things. One, do I need this much Leonardo DiCaprio in there? And two, if I had to watch one right now, what would it be? And so I went with Birdman, which the first time I saw this film, it took my breath away. So I love the way that the camera is constantly moving on these <laughs> characters set to this, like these drums. There's just something. The movie has tremendous rhythm. And on wait, top of that. Oh, you what? you have this over a Leo movie? I did. Which, which one? The Revenant. Really? I do. And it's, it's i'm very back and forth on which one i prefer but i i went with this one because i find it the most watchable of the two i i think it's beautifully filmed i think michael keaton edward norton emma stone are all tremendous in it and honestly like it it has a lot to say but in like comedically depressing ways and also there's just i don't know there's a lot about it that sticks with me too. I love the ending. Um, just ah, God, I really love that ending. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. If you haven't seen it, it was on. It was honestly the last Best Picture winner. I totally agreed with. I it's I I rooted for it. I didn't think it was gonna win, and when it did, I shit you not, I screamed because
0: really? I, Mother, yeah. I have to just again, I have two copies of this in my closet. I've only seen it one time, like, right after it came out, before the Oscars, and I thought it was good, but I don't... I didn't like it enough to put it on my list, not even close to my list, so. That's
1: fine. That's... That's... No, that's perfectly fine. I won't... I admit it's not... I've come across a lot of people who do think it's, you know, boring and unremarkable, but I just love the I don't shit think out it's boring, it. but unremarkable is a word I would use, one I do think it's remarkable, but... I don't know. It's whatever. Um, but, uh, next on my list is one you just shared, uh, Black Swan. Um, to me, God, I have seen this movie so many times and it's totally my cup of tea. I just love movies about crazy bitches. Uh, I'm sorry if that's politically incorrect. (laughs) Um, that's another thing that's Come a- oh, you know, we've come across this past ten years. Well,
0: but, tell me a crazy bitch, I'm not offended.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I, I will. I have. Um, but Black Swan is just, it's fantastically made. It's a living nightmare. And it's so entertaining and kind of sleazy and trashy, <laughs> but I eat that shit up. And Natalie Portman's performance is perhaps the best of the decade. Honestly, I, it, it's one of two and the other one we might come across here shortly. But I just, I love everything about this film and I can't sell it anymore. Um, been watching it for 10 years and I will be watching it for the next 50 if I make it that far. Um, and then my next pick, um, is first reformed. I admit, I love this film more than most people um but yeah. kind of what you're right about that i am not right about that it gets better steady. every time i see it and i
0: um, it, again it's one of those i need to watch again i did enjoy it i like ethan Hawke, but i don't i
1: don't it didn't
0: stick with me for whatever reason the
1: first time i saw it i kept fighting with it i was like what is this like where the hell is it going and then you get this feeling in your stomach like, once you realize what it's doing, you're just like, oh, God. And it was basically the movie that Paul Schrader was put on this earth to direct. Like, it's, I find it so fascinating. I find it oddly ambitious, because it has so many themes, too, and it juggles them all beautifully. Ethan Hawke's performance should have won an Oscar, and he wasn't even nominated. Um, I I will never get tired of this movie. And like I said with Birdman, god, I fucking love that ending. And it's an ending that will frustrate and it, I oh my god, I just I I can't <laughs> talk about it cuz it's still fairly new, but it is a stunner. Um I I love it to death. Okay. That's my 3. Oh, that's Birdman. 3. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, all right, well, this next one I saw recently, and it upset me when I first watched it, but I realized after that it upset me because it was so good and uh, thought-provoking. And, you know, if you've ever been in a relationship, it's a personal thing, but uh, Marriage Story. Hey. I wasn't expecting that much when I went in to see it, though I should have because I really like Adam Driver, and I always have. It's you
1: that hasn't. And uh, course- I like him now. Okay, I. He's, <laughs> he's he's good. I don't know. Just that I think it's that whole Kill and Han Solo thing that just kind of. Oh my God. Oh. Okay,
0: well I don't understand how he how his career came so far when the other people in Star Wars haven't done
1: that much. Um, was he really well, he that was, good? He was kind of doing other stuff. Before he did Star Wars.
0: Nothing that I liked that much.
1: No, I know. But that's the thing. Like, he was he was act Like, nobody else... No, no, well, except for Oscar Isaac was doing much. Oh, I do like him.
0: Yeah. But too. no, it was it was good. Like, I didn't cry when I was watching it. But I felt like I could have if I was a different person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was really good. Definitely some of the better performances I've seen in a long fucking time.
1: Yeah, they are tremendous. I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them or both won an Oscar for that. Um, Especially for that (laughs) argument scene alone.
0: Yeah, I have a leaning more towards him just because her character in it
1: kind of erred. You pick a side when you watch the movie. You do. Chantel and I both have opposing sides. (laughs) Yeah. I was him, every, not power. just because I
0: favor him as an actor, but um because I don't know, she just generally got on my nerves. I felt like she was going out of her way to sabotage him at every you know, at every turn. And I know he cheated on her and you can look at it from the other way, but I don't know, she was really irritated me in that until the very end. Um, I felt like she was cold and a bitch, basically. But I mean I understand it from your perspective as well. I just that that's what I like about the movie though. Um I like it,
1: it. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> You can see both of their sides. Um, I believe before the movie came out, they released two different trailers. One was his uh, and one was hers. I mean, the, I
0: like that. I even like the um, the poster that I saw where you see his silhouette in New York inside Yeah,
1: film,
0: hers with L.A. in it. Mm-hmm. That was clever. It's good. It's just it, really
1: good. Yeah, it's a great movie. It'll be certainly nominated for Best Picture. Uh, that's another thing that's sort of come from this decade, oddly enough, uh, Netflix. Um, remember Netflix wasn't really, it was just kind of things that kids put on in the background and -hmm. and Netflix and chill. And now they're the, they're the home of Oscar winning movies like Roma. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's because studios don't want to take a chance on certain things, I don't... I, such as, uh, you know, The Irishman, of course. Well, some of um, these seem like gold to me. I don't know why they wouldn't want to. I don't either. You know, like, look at Roma, for example. It's a black and white foreign movie. Like, okay.
0: Yeah, but I also didn't like that as much as everybody else did. I
1: didn't either. I was, uh, I was a little disappointed. I've been meaning to revisit it. But that's... Not only is it a black and white foreign movie... Okay, like, that's the cons, I guess. But it's a black and white foreign movie directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Like, how do you not want to take a risk <laughs> on him? I don't...
0: It was good. It... I just didn't think it was, like, best picture good.
1: Well, neither did they, if you recall. Good. Um, it, was, it was better than Green Book. Uh, yeah, I would say so. But I, I like
0: that movie, too. I, mean, I like Green Book... Well, I like Big Hill Mortensen. And I don't care yeah. what the fuck he does. He can't do anything wrong for me after Lord of the Rings. So, I mean...
1: I understand. He's, he's still good at was, that,
0: but still, You know, ask him... Mm-hmm. What was going through his head rather than be angry. Um, it yeah. sounds fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. Um. <clears throat> <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, next on my list, um, I really wanted to... Uh, I didn't realize... That Dark Knight wasn't going to make the cut because of the it being 2008. I'm kind of an idiot, and I for some reason thought we were doing the past decade, not 10 years. Which yeah, doesn't. I
1: understand. It's kind of tricky. A um,
0: decade at one point, or maybe even a couple points. It's but you're I'm basically
1: gonna... you're doing the movies from the 2010s.
0: Yeah. Well, for for me, the next best thing was uh, Joker, which. Uh, her, it's really awkward. And I don't even know. I really need to see it again. I don't know if I like the movie as much as I like the performance. Why do you know yeah,
1: have it on here?
0: <laughs> because I like the performance so much.
1: It is really good.
0: I, I love Joaquin, and I don't think I have another one of his movies on here. So I thought, well, what's the best performance of his I've seen in the past 10 years? And here it was. So, well, I, think it's I sports I Master, so- but the Master see- didn't make
1: McCain. I was gonna say, there are two other Joaquin movies th- from this past ten years that I prefer, but... Really?
0: I, okay. I, I do, do love Joker,
1: Master, though. No,
0: The Master, I enjoyed um, very much, but it didn't make my cut. Because it just didn't. Just, I yeah. thought this was more along my line of crazy. So, um, And then the next one... This is the kind of movie where I can see that maybe I'm pretentious for liking it so much, but because I can just see, like, I remember when I worked at the video store and people would come in and I, they would ask me to recommend a movie. This would be the kind of movie I would recommend to some idiot, but then I would realize this person's an idiot redneck and they're not going to appreciate this art and then they're going to walk out with 12 rounds or some shit, you know, because that's wow. exactly what fucking happened <laughs> one time. I recommend Burn After Reading. To this idiot couple, and they walked out with twelve rounds because this other uh, girl, this other redneck girl over there, suggested.
1: So frustrating.
0: <sighs> yeah, you're telling me. But uh, it's Phantom
1: Thread. Oh, I love Phantom Thread.
0: Yeah, yeah. How do you not? Oh, no. Daniel Day Day-Lewis, Lewis's final film breaks my heart. But so not home. only that, Hands proposed to me the same night that we went to go see this. So, the movie is special for me in many ways.
1: Yeah. And I really like the girl.
0: I like the girl, the I, I the, girl, the, uh, the German one, I think. She's German. I uh, haven't seen her since, but I enjoyed her very much and uh, wish she would do something else. Vicky Creeps, I
1: think her name is. Is that right? I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure. She, she should be places. Like, give it time. You know? I mean, because what's really impressive about her performance. Is that she's able to hold her own against Daniel Day Lewis? Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> she is terrific in it. I really love that movie too. I have a poster of it in my in the living room. Really? Um. So I I totally understand. Like, who do you recommend that movie to? Like, and, uh,
0: well, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't recommend it to mom or dad or nana.
1: No. <laughs> it's it's its own special brand of weird and wonderful and i would I, recommend it to you yeah of course i i think it's a great film but i'm also like a paul thomas anderson fan girl so well it
0: didn't feel like one of his movies that was another weird thing it's still brilliant but it didn't feel like his kind of brilliant but i still yeah. love it
1: it's you know where he got he got the inspiration for that because he was, like, sick for a week. And Maya Rudolph, who is his wife, like, was, like, catering to his every need. And he thought, huh, what if, uh... <laughs> and that's basically where the preface of the movie wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, She's married to him? I thought she was married to Sam Mendes. Where did I get that fucking idea?
1: Kate Winslet was married to Sam Mendes.
0: Oh, wait, Sam Mendes directed Away We Go? And, uh that's why right. I thought that she was married to him because she was in a way we go. Oh, okay, that's funny. No. Oh, man, all these years, that's what I thought. I knew she was married to somebody I liked, I just didn't realize it was...
1: Yeah, no, she's <laughs> married, to, married to PTA. They have, like, six kids. Well, that's more impressive, frankly. Uh, yeah, I, I love Sam Mendez, but that's, uh, yeah, Paul. you're you're bound in Paul Tom Sanderson, that's that's good for you, girl. Um, <laughs> but... Oh, was that three? Yes. Okay.
0: Let's see here.
1: Um, next on my list is... you know, This actually just... It just recently made the cut. Like, I just added it. Because I, I thought to myself, this is something... It's a special movie, and it's one I'm going to be watching for a long time. Um... But it's uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um. Uh, he has never made a movie this sweet. It's weird. You know, like, most of the time you go into his movies and you kind of expect, you know, people to get their faces blown off. And don't get me wrong, I love everything he makes, just about. But this movie is, it's more thoughtful. It's more thoughtful and it's more thought-provoking. And it's also really funny and the acting is terrific and it all builds to such a Tarantino-esque conclusion, but I love that conclusion, and I I find the whole thing just to be a real blast. Like, yeah, it's two and a half hours, but Quentin Tarantino decides to grace us with his presence. I say we take it. Um, yeah. Let me see. Next is... I feel like this is a movie that's kind of... Like, it was... It was one of the lead Oscar contenders during its, you know, <clears throat> race, but now I feel like it's a movie nobody talks about, and it's such a sweet, like, heartbreaking, and yet delightful movie, and I honestly think it's Alexander Payne's masterpiece, and I'm talking about The Descendants. Um mm-hmm. Which features what I think is George Clooney's best performance to date. I yeah. wish I don't know where he is. Like, what is he doing? It feels I like guess he's just
0: being a married father. You know, good for him. I mean, he's waited long enough.
1: Fuck that. <laughs> oh, okay. We need him back. Damn it. And it's movies like The Descendants that remind us why he, oh,
0: he's, he, uh, he's. Oh, you know what he could be doing? Nespresso.
1: He is doing that. That is true. He just... With The Descendants, he plays very much against type. Like, he's kind of like a dork. And he's mm-hmm. kind of... It's not the kind of role you would read the script and think, George Clooney. But he does it really, really well. He should have won the Oscar. I know the artist sweeped all the awards that year, and that's a very good movie, too. But... I say The Descendants is way better. Um, But, and then my next pick is The Florida Project. And I, shit you not, I wept in the last five minutes of this movie, and then I had to drive home. And as I was driving home, I was weeping during that period as well. They were just, what? Why? There is just something about that movie. It's like its own weird little universe within this, you know, Floridian dumpster hotel. And you get really involved in these characters and it's so real and it's so believable. And it makes me so fucking sad to think about it. I think all the performances are perfect, especially because outside of Willem Dafoe, who has never been this charming, um, mm-hmm. outside of Willem Dafoe, they're all pretty much non-actors. And I think that's part of what makes it feel so authentic, is that you've, you're you not watching an actor you're familiar with. You're watching, you know, unknowns. But it just... I don't, there's something about every character in this movie that feels totally real. And it... I don't know. It just... It breaks my fucking heart.
0: I, I love it. It happens every day. Have you ever
1: been to Florida? And I think that's part of it, too. It it felt very right, like, but so wrong at the same time, you know?
0: Well, still, they were doing better than I was. I was living in my car for, like, three months.
1: True. At least they
0: have a hotel room.
1: True. That's another movie where I love the ending, and I know many won't. I think it's great.
0: Oh, yeah, it was good.
1: That's that my three. What? That's my three.
0: That's three already? Oh shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Or was um, Huh? Yeah, it was. It was three.
0: So these next two movies they hadn't made the cut initially, but now that I've realized that twenty is okay, they they're they're on the list now. Uh and the first one being Arrival. Um Amy Adams I think is probably my favorite actress of this decade because everything she does is like spun into gold and she's just beautiful and she's just amazing i never would have thought when i saw her like 10 years ago this is where we would be now with her when i say 10 years ago it's more like 15 like i think the first time i saw her was in the wedding date
1: yeah who'd have thought like she yeah no i it disgusts me she doesn't have an oscar yet but give she doesn't have
0: an Oscar. Okay, well, she'll she have... Her time. Nominated she's nominated for a rival. Well, she's still young enough. like She'll, she'll have her moment, I'm sure. But, um,
1: <laughs> so will Glenn Close.
0: Well, I'm a person who loves, you know, paranormal-like things. And I was really glad to see that there was a contender that was about aliens and shit. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. I
1: awesome. find that um, movie... Is also, something that really breaks my heart. <laughs> um, just yeah, like Oh, yeah, I won't say why, but it's sad as fuck. Um,
0: well, the next one, it, this next one broke my heart more than this. Um, call me by your name.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: put that on there, but it actually, <laughs>
1: um, I'm surprised. Had... I didn't think you liked that that much.
0: Oh, I did, I did very much. Uh, I don't know what, it, what I thought of, though, when I was watching it. I just thought it was really sad. I liked Timothy Chalamet. We? Well, I did before he started, um, you know, doing too much with Greta Gerwig. Now I kind of feel like he's getting my nerves a bit.
1: Mm. Like, yeah. he
0: recently spoke. and He made fun of Scarlett Johansson recently, like, in an interview. And I well, think that's because she defended Woody Allen. So I could just see him, like, working with Greta Gerwig and them making fun of Scarlett Johansson together, you know, mm-hmm. instead of... Yeah, that
1: pissed me off, too. Yeah, Go that's exactly
0: sinister. what I think happened. I think that he's he's young and he's impressionable. And I think that he's been working with her and she's rubbing off on him. And I think he's got his own ideas, or he did before, about Woody Allen. I don't want to get into Woody Allen. I'm tired of having this fucking conversation. I
1: know.
0: <laughs> but it, it irritated me that he couldn't. Uh, but he's still, nevertheless, one of the best upcoming actors, I think. Yes. He um, I heard he's going to take a break now. But no, it was really, it was so fucking sad. It was depressing, because not only was it like a forbidden romance, kind of, but it was also just, you know, one that didn't last. It was really mm-hmm. sad. You know, first love shit, and uh, I don't know, It's really sad. I'm
1: surprised if
0: um, you didn't like it that much, or what?
1: No, I, I think it's great. I just didn't think you liked it that much. No, I do. I do, actually. I like and it. then... I have The Wolf of Wall Street, which is
0: predictable Mm.
1: because
0: I thought I love a good movie about debauchery, and this is one of the better ones. I Mm. mean, there's plenty of movies about debauchery, but like I said, this is one that's not gross and stupid. What
1: What I love in particular about that movie is I've seen many movies about Wall Street, and i find them all boring they and this up. movie does too
0: you like you know like what that was boring wall what? street and yeah. uh, wall street money never sleeps or yeah whatever.
1: no i know I the... what the fuck that was about i don't either but that's the thing wolf of wall street tells you up front it's not interested in any of the actual financial mumbo jumbo and really? uh, i just find that really refreshing <laughs>
0: uh, well that's great because
1: neither am i Neither am I. Exactly. We want to see this kind of shit, and that Perfect. that movie is one of the most entertaining movies of the last. Well, ten.
0: I also feel like it launched the career of Margot Roby.
1: It did, and she is quite a find.
0: And it uh, well, Leo didn't get his Oscar, but um, whatever. Uh, I,
1: it's still a, a better performance for me
0: personally, but it's whatever. I
1: I think him losing that Oscar got him his Oscar. Kind of like how I remember there was a year where 3-6 Mafia won an Oscar yeah. and Jon Stewart was like, for those of you keeping score at home, that's 3-6 Mafia won, Martin <laughs> Scorsese zero, and the next year, Martin Scorsese won. So, I think all the Leo Oscar memes boosted his chances with the next go. Good.
0: I remember when I was to the Honest Trailer for it. They called him Leo No Oscar. No
1: Oscaro. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That's funny. It's my favorite Honest
0: Trailer to this day.
1: It's good. That's a good one. Um was that 3? Yes. Okay. Um Okay. Uh up next for me is another it's another Martin Scorsese movie. Um to me, the Martin Scorsese movie of the, uh, the the decade is The Irishman, and it's to me, it just kind of sums up his career beautifully. And yeah, you can bitch because it's three and a half hours, but I don't think it should be a second shorter, because it's a story about the characters and not the story. Mm-hmm. And the way that it develops the characters kind of adds to the beauty of its final act you didn't Which is, feel that long to me anyways. No, me neither. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, every movie he makes is pretty long, but they don't feel it. There's always something interesting happening. And I find The Irishman richly entertaining. I think it's perfectly acted. And I if it wins Best Picture this year, I think it'll at least win Best Director, as it should, because <laughs> it's one of his biggest scale movies. Um it'll be well deserved and it'd be fitting too because honestly if this were his last movie, it would be a tremendous note to go out on and it would def- it would really define his career because you know he's got all these mobster movies to his name and yet this one's different. It's more it's somber. It's just kind of it- it's depressing because Can I it's
0: first second a brand- what? Yeah, I I heard three six. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about three six mafia. Uh, I heard they're coming back. What What did they win an Oscar for again?
1: Uh, hustle and flow.
0: Oh, all right, never mind. I never saw that.
1: It's a good well, movie. Really? I, it's totally not my thing, but it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, my next pick is Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master, which we mentioned briefly here. Um. To me, there's just something really hypnotic about this movie. I, I, like I mentioned with Birdman, there's something about the way the camera moves and its score. I find it all really like dreamlike. It has tremendous rhythm and it kind of just, like, its story it, alone is also really interesting to me. Um, and its characters are too. Um, and you know, like, this was a movie that didn't take off. Like it, it did, but it didn't. Like I remember Roger Ebert gave it a thumbs down and he said something like When I reach for this movie my hand closes on air. And then at the end of the lit or at the end of the year when he made his ten or he made his best of the year list, it was on there. So it's really just kind of a movie you have to sit there and let it linger in the mind. But my like tenth grade me, just was totally hypnotized by this thing, and I also think it's perhaps Joaquin Phoenix's best performance. Um, it's real. It's yeah. I think it, I think it's a great film. One of one of Anderson's best. Uh, I like it, and perhaps this is an unpopular opinion. I like it more than There Will Be Blood, which everybody talks about it like it's the Second Coming. I do love There Will Be Blood, but I think The Master is more intriguing. Um, And then the second-to-last one, um, when I think of film as an art form, you know, you were talking earlier about how there are some movies you can't recommend to everyone because they'll think it's, like, pretentious shit. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I... I I would compared to my next pick, I wouldn't even say Phantom Thread is like that, but, um, you know, and this movie also is one that not you either loved it to death or you fucking hated it. I remember Uncle Angelo told me he was not a fan, but oh, I also okay. think it it's a movie that you it just really, it, it really sticks with you. After you see it, it's so beautiful and just unforgettable. It's it's a work of art. Um, again, some might find it boring, Um, but my second-to-last pick, not saying it's my second pick of the decade, but it's the second-to-last pick in this order here, is The Tree of Life. Um, Terrence Malick, he... Ever since The Tree of Life, every movie he's made... Has been a head scratcher, especially if you're a fan of Terrence Malick, because every movie he's made since that has come across like a parody. Like they just look like over expensive, you know, perfume commercials. But the mm-hmm. Tree of Life is gorgeous and it's haunting, and there's just something. It, it's themes about religion and family, and it, like the first time you watch it, you don't really know what to make of it. But it's something you really want to revisit. And every time you revisit it, it gets better. It Just the thought of it gets better. But again, some people probably think it's artsy shit. Because Terrence Malick likes you know, long shots of nature and grass. It, that is one thing I will fucking
0: say. I, I like the movie, too. A lot. Yeah. But it, there's definitely his... I mean, I've noticed in all of his movies. Especially that one in the new world. Like the inner monologues and shit, they just yeah slow as fuck.
1: He's been doing that since the Thin Red Line, and he's a really interesting guy. And I say that because he made two movies in the '70s, vanished for 20 years, and then came (laughs) back with another movie. And I and I don't know, I don't know what like I've heard he likes Zoolander. Like I yeah, you hear all these Terrence Malick stories, but he keeps himself out of the public eye. Um, I just, I find him really interesting, and I I think he's a great filmmaker, um, and I think The Tree of Life is perhaps his masterpiece, but also, again, people probably think it's shit. Um, You know, like, it was was nominated for Best Picture, as I think it should have been. Um, but on IMDb, I think it sits at, like, a 6.8, which, I mean, I don't know. Again, people just probably think it's crap, but Mm. I do not.
0: It's definitely art, I think.
1: It is art. It's beautiful. Um, He's
0: an acquired taste, though.
1: He is.
0: I imagine most people, when they watch The New World, they're like, this isn't what I thought Pocahontas was gonna be like. Yeah. But I'm glad it was that way. I prefer that.
1: I, I think that movie is super underrated, and I... I do. Perhaps it's because, you know, I'm I'm a Terrence Malik bitch, but I just I don't know. It I I really love that movie and its choice of music. Same thing with most of his movies really. Just like well honestly, I don't know. I did you see Song to Song? No, I don't think so. That one is where I drew the line. I was like, he better start making actual movies again. Or, I'm done. Like, because that movie, again, is just, like, pretty people, pretty locations, pretty cinematography, and they're just moping around like something's fucking wrong. (laughs) Sets to narration. And it's just, like, I I get that that's what he gets off to, but I need something else. That wasn't it. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I hear his newest movie though is A Return to Form, so Oh good. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to. I haven't seen it yet. Uh it'll be here next month, I think.
0: Um is that three?
1: That was three. <laughs> um
0: my next three just coincidentally are all horror movies. Wait,
1: did Maybe. we huh? did we did you do nine already? Let me see. i got to count. One, two, three, four, five,
0: six, seven, eight, nine. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, so, um, do you want me to do the honorable mentions as well? I don't know. Why? Well, what do cause you mean? Because I was going to do the top ten, or the top nine, and then the top one, and then the honorable mentions. Oh, shit. I thought that when you said you had a top 20, that, uh,
0: that you had a top oh. 20, because... Mine are all mixed in together, the Honorable Mentions and Okay.
1: The- no, that's fine. I could do the Honorable Mentions, too. That's, that's cool.
0: Okay, because mine... Yeah, I couldn't really... Um, I remember you did say you had Honorable Mentions, but it's, I for
1: some reason thought okay. that you did. It was kind of confusing. I did say there was a top 20, but I didn't rope them all in together. Oh.
0: Um, okay, I did.
1: I separated the 10 and then the, the other 10.
0: All right, well, I guess just throw them all in together... Because okay. I don't think I can segregate, and if I had if I had known that, I wouldn't have said some of the ones I already said.
1: I kind of noticed that, but it's it's okay. I I'm I'm a picky bitch when it comes to this, so you're you're fine. Okay. Uh, well, I put these next three horror movies.
0: Um, I mean, all pretty much. I like them all pretty much for the same reason, but this one. I was so glad to see a movie going back to the occult that was so creepy like this. And uh, that's hereditary. Hey. Um, hmm?
1: I said A. Hey.
0: Yeah, Ari Aster. I, I, I prefer this one to Midsummer still, I think. Midsummer, me for me, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Hands didn't like it. But I, I felt like it was too much like The Wicker Man and The Wicker Tree, honestly.
1: I um, think he was going for that, but.
0: Though I did like how there was, I think it was. I'm not gonna talk about it somewhere. I don't know why I keep talking about it somewhere, but I, I appreciate. Um, he's uh, a bold the man. The interest in cult that he seems to have and
1: in paganism. What? I said he's a bold man. Yeah. He, he takes a lot of risk. He's definitely one of the best filmmakers to come from the last ten years.
0: I think uh, so, but his interests also seem to reflect my interests as far as horror mm-hmm. goes. Which I'm yeah. so fucking glad, because, I mean, it's not like Stephen King is a director, so it's like, I finally have a director that's making movies that I like, but he's no, not the he, only one. he is a
1: director, technically, but...
0: Yeah, but not of anything that I enjoy.
1: <laughs> or anybody else, for that matter. Yes.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Ari is not the only one. There is also... Oh god, what's his fucking name?
1: Robert Eggers?
0: Yeah, I've got two of his movies on here. You're gonna be surprised, probably, but I just saw The Lighthouse, and uh, it yes. made it made the list. I fucking
1: love that movie.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it creeped me out so badly. Really? It did everything. The mermaid, especially, I thought, oh God, it was so bizarre, <laughs> and the performances were so impressive, especially Willem Dafoe for me, anyways. Like he,
1: I am disgusted that he has not been nominated for anything yet. Like. I get that that's not their genre. I don't even know what fucking genre it is. But he deserves to be up there.
0: Well, I, I've never liked Robert Pattinson solely because of what he's done to vampires. But I, after seeing this movie, I can finally say he is forgiven.
1: Yes! It's
0: about time. You've been I mean, waiting for me to say this for a long time. I, I didn't want to do it. I never... Uh, I just he's so I, good in that movie. I had to decide. Do I hate Twilight enough that it doesn't, that nothing can make up for it? But this made up for it, so. I told you, he's phenomenal when he's great. <laughs> I'm so glad the movie was in black and white. It made it so much creepier. I'm so glad it was just bleak and dismal. And something about the lighthouse. The lighthouses are creepy, and the setting yeah. was creepy. Storms and... Fisherman shit. And it was all just very creepy, and I loved it.
1: I love the Her. like the characters in that movie are really interesting as well. Like, I don't know. It, it's a two-man show, mm-hmm, but definitely. they're so interesting.
0: But also the music, the scores that yeah. he uses. And everything I'm saying here can also go for The Witch, which is also on my list. Um, the Witch... Again, I'm so glad to see a movie that is about things that I would want to fucking see, and I've been I was waiting a long fucking time for there to be a movie like this, which about I love,
1: I love that movie. One thing I've noticed about Robert Robert Eggers is he really likes performances with particular dialects, and yes, because uh, like they're so interesting to me, like. That, to me, is real acting. Like, mm-hmm. that is, like, super fucking impressive. I remember the first time I saw The Witch, like, my jaw was on the fucking floor, just <laughs> listening to these fuckers talk, because, I don't, like, they got little kids talking like that too, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, how the fuck do they do this and remain in character? As the same thing with The Lighthouse. Like, you got Willem Defoe and Robert Pattinson talking in these accents- and they never break, like it's it's crazy. Sorry for interrupting. No, I'm so I'm, I'm
0: glad you said that. So, ditto basically. But like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just my biggest thing is they're movies that I want to see. They're stories that I appreciate, and I nobody's doing anything like them. So, so those two directors are my favorites right now anyways. They're
1: they're as- they leading the charge of horror movies right now. I yeah. I yeah. And I to hereditary, I I mean to me that is one of the creepiest movies I have seen in recent memory. And it's it's because it feels like a real evil. Like
0: it does. It's it's it, scary. Well, you know what? Um have you ever heard of the the Lesser Key of Solomon of King Solomon, I think is what it's called. Uh, I don't it's think so. Book. It's a book that was written by Alistair Crowley. You know Alistair Crowley, the occultist?
1: No. You've
0: never heard of Alistair Crowley?
1: I'm sorry, I cannot He's say He's like I... the
0: fucking most famous occultist that ever like lived. He's British and he was around in like the sixties and then
1: Oh, that's more your bag than mine.
0: All right, well, anyways, he's got this book that's called The Lesser Key of King Solomon. And I've I've read it, and it's basically, like, him summoning 72 demons, and he actually does this. And if you first open the book, um, there's a picture of him that he drew, and he's summoning payment. Oh! Um, Yeah, so I think that... um, the director must have read the book and he probably chose Payman because as soon as you open the book, there it is. It's a picture of him and Payman. And Payman's like on a camel and he has this sack of heads. And apparently this is how he's supposed to appear whenever you conjure him. But So the book is just about how to conjure 72 different demons that are the demons of King Solomon or whatever. And um, he tells you specifically what each demon does like how they can help you if you conjure them like they're supposed to grant you wishes and shit mm-hmm. um, some of them are like really dangerous and they'll try to kill you but most of the time they'll try to help you and they'll give you knowledge or they'll kill your enemies or whatever the fuck you want so i think that's where he <laughs> got the idea from
1: that is that's really interesting i didn't know that and
0: yeah
1: yeah i just yeah the lore behind that film is really interesting and mm-hmm. to me though what makes that movie that movie is tony Collette. And oh uh, true, true. She is oh my god. Have you seen Muriel's Wedding yet? <laughs> no, I don't no. When did you tell me to do that? I've told you to do that many times, along with they shoot, uh-huh. don't they? But both both those movies are amazing. But Muriel's Wedding is another example of why Tony Clot is great. But Hereditary is her is her masterpiece, and I hope somebody else gives her a chance. To let her freak flag fly like that again sometime yeah. soon. Well, she's
0: made my list of best actresses of the the, top.
1: She is yeah. amazing in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, my next three. Let's see. Uh, this, this is uh, on the, like, this is like 11 through 20, but in alphabetical order. Um... First is Django Unchained. Um, I, you know, if you know me, you know I got a big old boner for Quentin Tarantino's movies, and this is... Well, I would... I don't know. It's a blast. That's basically... Like, if you... Quentin Tarantino is one of those filmmakers who knows what he likes, he and he knows what his people like, and he sticks to it. And I think that's part of what makes Django Unchained such a ball. Like, it is, again, like all of his movies, it's nearly three hours long. But who's complaining? There's never a dull moment in it. And again, he writes such terrific characters. Like, I can't even pick which one one is my favorite in that. Because there's like a three-way tie. I love Christoph Waltz's Oscar-winning role as King Schultz. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's Calvin Candy, like these names are mm-hmm. also just they're so perfect. And then I think perhaps the most interesting character is Samuel Jackson's what is his name? Steven. He and, just because he's <laughs> like this he's like a slave, but he totally doesn't him. act like it. What? I hated him. Oh, he's such a fucker, but it's such a good performance. It yeah. Um, I to- I love that movie to death I also love Tarantino's the hateful eight but that one doesn't quite make the cut here um uh, next it's perhaps the best experience I had at the movies not just from a visual standpoint the movie really just took my breath away and you were there for me, you were there with me for this one um but Alfonso Cuarón's gravity um this, was this- yeah. I saw that with you. We saw it in 3D. D, and uh-huh. I mean, I remember
0: seeing it. I didn't know that you were there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we were in Florida around that time, and I was really pulling for us to go because I heard how amazing it was. And yeah, it lived up to the hype. I have... It looked like Alfonso Cuaron filmed that shit in outer space. Like, I have... I'm still... I get that... You know, I notice a lot of times movies like that or Avatar... You know, it's popular for, like, a month, and then all of a sudden people are like, eh, that sucks ass. But, <laughs> I mean, okay, first off, fuck you, and second, you try and make something fucking better than that. I get Gravity story was simple, but that's fine. It's a, it's a simple story that gets in and out in 90 minutes. It is thrilling. It's gorgeous. It's breathtaking. It's suspenseful as shit. I remember there was a woman in our row who is having a fucking panic attack watching this movie. And I get it because right. that is a nightmare that you don't think about. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I guess so. it, it is. It is. And also it's Sandra Bullock's best performance by a mile. I know she won for the blind side. Uh, you threatened my son. You threaten me. Like I could do that. Okay. Oh, but gravity, yeah. that was tremendous. Acting, and I, I don't even—I don't hate the Blind Side, but she didn't do anything that was that remarkable in that. I like to pretend that her Oscar for that was for the Gravity, and if she, if it had been another year, yeah, she would have. She probably would have won. Um, well, in my head, I feel
0: like I don't know. I didn't realize the timing of her husband's affair, but in my head, I'm like they gave her an Oscar because her husband.
1: Gave- It was within like a week. It was really, literally within days. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) Anybody who keeps up with gossip, they would know. It was like it was like it was a few days later. She (laughs) she was getting a
0: divorce. I I know. They're they're saying like here's this for your self esteem. You're going to need it.
1: And she even went up there when she won and was like, I don't deserve this. Exactly. She fucking knows. She's not idiot. At the same time, maybe she's just really humble. She is a wonderful soul, and I love her. And Gravity is part of the reason why. Um, honestly, she probably could have won for Gravity. Did I not include that on here? Um, but, and I say she could have won for Gravity if it weren't for Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine, which uh-huh. is... I, I said earlier, Natalie Portman might be the best performance of the decade. But... I also sometimes inch towards Kate Blanchett and Blue Jasmine, um, but I assume you have that on yours. So, uh, he is okay, good. Yeah, I fucking love that. Movie. But um, next on my list is um, uh, we. Me- I mentioned earlier that there were two uh, Joaquin Phoenix movies I prefer over Joker, um, and this is the second one. Um, Spike Jones is her. Um, really? Shut up! I love Fuck that. Get out of here! Fuck it's it. amazing. I I saw it
0: one time. It was okay for me. It's a cute story. But it's
1: it's more than just.
0: What is better about that fucking performance
1: than Joker? No, I'm not saying his performance was better. I'm you saying just the, you just said you you said that there was. Two I said it was a walk better than, than that I preferred
0: to Joker. You said performance, right? I said
1: it was a movie that I preferred to Joker. Well, I still think you're wrong. I think he's I think he's wonderful in her, but also uncomfortable, as you know, Joaquin Phoenix is. Um yeah. her to me is just it's a it's a weirdly successfully beautiful story. You should really see it again. Because it it does so much that shouldn't work. And yet well, it's for me it's just like one of those kind of
0: you like these movies that are sometimes dull and slow and It isn't. Boring. That, that isn't is isn't dull. Story. You have a love story between a man and like a
1: palm and pocket a computer or and it's it works. It works, damn it. I can't believe so that, that it.
0: Those the works. movie that I can re- recall is just him
1: sitting around talking to this thing. Like that's
0: it. That's the whole fucking movie. That is not They're true.
1: conversations. There is much more to it than that. It's a story about how. Oh, I. I don't have to defend. You don't have to defend it. It's fine. I know it's a fine movie.
0: I just. It's not one of my favorites. Watch I, it again. I never understood all of the fucking the fan base that it gets because people can't to this day. Every time I go on Instagram, every fucking day that I get it on Instagram. Because it's
1: amazing. It I has. It has so many ideas, and they're all so good and successful. You know what
0: and I do like about it, though? What? Apparently, he initially hired Samantha Morton. Or, is that right? Samantha Morton? Or uh-huh. Morton? So she was to do the voice of... Um... Samantha? Is that right? Yeah. And uh, he he called her in. They shot some scenes. And then ultimately, for no apparent reason, he just changed his mind to Scarlett Johansson and know, fired for no reason
1: whatsoever. Well, think of it this way. Woody Allen's done that, too. I mean, what uh mean? like, uh... Yeah, well, Woody he, Allen
0: when, pays for his own fucking movie, so he can do whatever the
1: fuck he wants. Well, okay, but he still did it. Like, he, um... Yeah, he, it's coming out of my pocket. Of course I'm gonna do whatever I do. They, they started filming The Purple Rose of Cairo, and Michael Keaton was playing Jeff Daniels' character, and they got, like, two weeks into filming or something, and he was like, I'm sorry, this just doesn't feel right. I promise you, you'll have another role in one of my movies someday. And it still hasn't happened. Oh,
0: shit. Well, that's embarrassing. Well, I wonder why. I don't know why he would cast Michael Keaton in that role anyways.
1: Usually, he has a very good good eye for that sort of thing but he he does but I
0: um, maybe it's because I've already seen the movie but I can't see anybody but Jeff exactly Jeff Daniels
1: is so perfect in it and it's like another example um this isn't Woody Allen's
0: but really sweet innocence to him whereas Michael Keaton has kind of this smug
1: you know Michael Keaton could have been really I think he could have made that work but after you see Jeff Daniels in that role I don't it couldn't have been done um it, it he he did it better than anybody else could have. Yeah, I agree. Um, another example of this sort of thing occurring. Um, Eric Stoltz had the role of Marty McFly and there I believe there's footage of him out there, you know, with Leah Thompson, but really? ultimately they were like, nah, this ain't working. So Michael J. Fox. Like Well, I, I
0: support that decision.
1: Me too. I like Eric Stoltz too. For well, I did. He doesn't do shit anymore. He yeah.
0: kind I guess, but,
1: well, he, he was anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, that sort of thing happens. I I think Samantha Morton would have been a good choice, but at the same time, you have to, in terms of making her work, you do kind of have to find the right voice. And Scarlett Johansson. Feel, well,
0: when I heard that, I felt okay. I see what's going on here. It's because a voice. The- skinny, mini, old British chick for young, hot tits and lips. And it's he, not like that. Yes. He knew that saying Scarlett Johansson was, and it was going to
1: immediately draw people, and nobody fucking knows it Well, him, so. you know, honestly, to counter that, okay, I'll say, <laughs> before we get off, off topic, um, Scarlett Johansson was in Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation. Yeah. So she must be friends with Sofia Coppola, right? I imagine Sophia Coppola and Spike Jones used to be married. Ah, uh-huh. okay. So what are you saying? So, I mean, he probably he just recommended her, or what? No, that, or I mean, like, I don't think, like, I, I, just, I don't know what their marriage was like. But him hiring her could have been a risk for all he knows. any, oh. any voice, any wrong voice, could have sunk the movie. But Scarlett Johansson's was the right voice. Well, everybody knows she has a good voice. She does voice acting. Watch the movie again. Yeah, i I think you'll, I think you'll see it for its <laughs> deeper meaning, um, and it, I, uh, it has a twist that is so simple, and yet totally genius, at the same time. And I won't say what it is. I've seen the
0: movie. I just, I don't know. It just
1: no, didn't. I say for those listening who haven't seen it. All right, but it's a great movie. It's definitely worth another go. Um, and Spike with that movie it reminds us that Spike Jones does not make enough movies because I love all of his movies, and he doesn't. He's only made four. Fuck, <laughs> like, <laughs> quit doing this to us. Like, make something else, damn it. But okay, that's my three for the moment. Okay, um.
0: This next one might surprise you, but okay. I actually like this movie. I love this movie, *Manchester
1: by the Sea*. Hey, I love that movie too. Well, I haven't heard you say it. No, it's not on mine, but I do love it. I adore Lucas Hedges. He is terrific. He's one of the best finds of the decade. Yes,
0: and you know what? I like Casey Affleck too. I don't give a shit what happened. And I don't believe everything I hear either. And I feel like you deserved an Oscar. So, he but totally also... He that.
1: Huh? He totally deserved that.
0: I agree. I just think it's really sad. And did you notice in the scene where he's reflecting on what happened to his family, the song that was playing?
1: What is that? I know what you're talking about. Um...
0: It's playing, like, on an accordion, though, so it sounds a little different, but it's the same song. It's classical music, but it's called, um, I told Hans to play it at my funeral. It's called,
1: what the fuck is the song called, Hans?
0: Oh, no. Adagio in G minor. You okay. It doesn't sound familiar to you? No. They played it at the beginning of a favorite mini series of mine.
1: Oh. <laughs> you and that. You know what else um, they
0: played that song in? What? It's is random, but they played it at the funeral, at one of the funerals in Velvet Buzzsaw.
1: Okay, that is random. So I feel like
0: Manchester by the Sea, because it came out first, I guess, like has launched that song into. Uh, and that, that scene mm-hmm. is
1: so amazing. I
0: mean, like. In Manchester shit. by the Sea? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I get. Chills, just thinking.
1: Me, it. fucking too. Oh my god, that movie is so—it's amazing. I I need to watch that again. It's a it's man.
0: It's funny.
1: It's it, it is. <sighs>
0: it breaks my heart though. Mind I mean, pain. not to the point where I would cry about it, but like, I don't know. It just—it makes me feel some kind of way afterwards. I don't like feeling the way that I feel after I watch it. Like, I feel
1: you, man. What do I? No,
0: do? I Um. Another one of those movies, is number two here, uh, The Florida Project, as you mentioned earlier. Definitely not another fucking feel-good movie, but um, it's funny. My, my very favorite movies are the ones that are depressing as fuck. Mine too, and everybody thinks well, I'm really
1: morbid for that.
0: Most of the movies I've, I've mentioned
1: so far here are just very fucking depressing. Yeah, yeah, they are. But I don't think there's a problem with that. Um, I, Because, again, I'm I'm with you. Every time I, like, tell people about a movie, I'm like, oh, it was a total bummer. And they're like, oh, so of course you loved it. And, yeah, <laughs> and like, like when we were walking out of Joker, I was like, that was fucking miserable. And Matthew was like, so you loved it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> That's what I fucking not It's well, I love that, makes that
0: okay, and then the one after that, Blue Jasmine. This movie, oh yeah, it's depressing as fuck, but I can relate to it on some personal levels. Not going to get into it. You know what the fuck I mean.
1: I do. And, you know, I remember telling you after I saw it, I was like, Chantel, I ain't kidding. This is like Woody Allen stalked you for, like, three (laughs) weeks, and he decided to make a movie out of it. And honestly, I realized down the road, it's pretty similar to A Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, it's, yeah. I, I saw it recently because
0: I heard that people were upset that Woody Allen um, was, a nominate, it was nominated for like best screenplay, not adapted screenplay. Yeah,
1: because they thought it was, it was practically A Streetcar Named Desire. And in a lot of ways it is, but it also isn't. Um, I, I read, I read that play, uh, a couple months ago, and as I was reading it, I was like, that line was in blue jasmine, <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I'm not kidding, but I still love the movie to death, and it's totally you, sorry. Well, uh,
0: because I'm so fucking vain, I, I will take that, and I'll raise you one, and I will say that is my favorite female performance of the past ten years. What Kate
1: Blanchett does in that movie... I, okay, so, I don't know how people, well, I do know how people feel about Woody Allen, but for me, in terms of his movies, I'm thinking, like, usually I'm like, okay, I know I'm gonna like it, and I saw the trailer for that movie, and I thought, Kate Blanchett's gonna win an Oscar, and it's gonna be his best movie in years, and it was both, like, Mm -hmm. and she is so amazing in it, especially because it's, like, two performances in one. And it all equals, like, a hole by the end of the movie. Like, you got the flashbacks of her, you know, like, she's, like, oblivious, but she also knows that her husband is kind of up to no good. And then you got Jasmine post, you know, breakdown. And it's just the way she's able to balance both so successfully is a miracle. Um, She deserved every award she won for that.
0: No, I agree. It's my favorite performance. What'd you say yours was? Natalie Portman,
1: Black Swan. I said I was iffy on that. I said it's either Natalie Portman in Black Swan, or Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine. Well,
0: Natalie Portman, it doesn't really make much difference to me that she didn't do all the dancing because it's not my.
1: I don't I'm, give a fuck about that. It's the acting itself that is I don't so know what good.
0: Said about that, it's not like her dancing was. Oscar winning. I don't I don't know if it makes sense. We don't
1: know shit about that. That's why it's kind of just like, okay. Um, Is yeah. that the
0: same ballerina whose fucking boyfriend she stole, though? That could be it. I don't know, though. I don't really know. That was her um, her. Like, first you steal her boyfriend, then you steal her dance moves. I'd
1: kill that bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. But, um... Okay. Um, since I have... Uh, I'm gonna do four next, and then okay. I'll then I'll do three, and then I'll do the one. How how many do you have left? Um,
0: well, I've got my my favorite. I've got the mini series, and then I've got four. Oh shit!
1: Okay, so well, why are we okay, up here? Well, so okay, I'll do four. Then you do your four. Then I'll do three, and then. We'll do our favorite movie of the decade, and then we can do our our series. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, so the next four. Starting with what I think is the best animated movie of the last ten years, Inside Out. I know Chantel's not a fan. She just, I think she just doesn't like to like things. Um, but it's a wonderful movie. It actually, I put it on a few nights ago, and I got so sad I had to turn it off. There's just something about it that's very real and it's it's from the same director as up which i actually think is pixar's masterpiece um it's it's like he loves to depress children and me (laughs) because this shit inside out fucks me up but also it's so creative and it has ideas out the ass it's like it within every like Every time there's an idea, it branches off into another idea, and then to another idea, and then another idea. And it's a movie that keeps giving the greats throughout. And it's it's just so sweet and funny and sad. And I honestly don't ever make a sequel. I get that you that Pixar and Disney love money. Don't touch Inside Out. Don't do it. It's like Ratatouille or Up. Just don't fucking touch it. Don't do it. Inside Out is perfect as it is. Um, next is, see, I, when I made my top ten list, I tried to avoid favoritism of certain filmmakers, so I tried to narrow it down to just one per piece. Hence why I get the honorable mentions section where I can mention a second one (laughs) per piece. Um, my next pick is Interstellar, (laughs) which interesting. I fucking love that movie, and I am well aware that it is not perfect, and I can actually tell you a central flaw in it, but I don't care. Well, how because... did you how did you choose between that and Inception?
0: Because I thought Interstellar, but then I thought, well, no, because I think most people will say Inception is better, so I went with what most people will say, though I think I might slightly prefer Interstellar. Speak with your heart, sister. Inception, I mean... for me, can be kind of long in some points. It kind of drags on in some parts, whereas I didn't
1: feel that way about Interstellar. I will share... Well, uh, Interstellar, to me, it's, like, again, it's a nearly three-hour movie, but it is spectacular. It, It never has a dull moment. Like, to me, my only, like, my issue with Interstellar, if anything, is the Tom character played... By the young version played by Timothy Chalamet, kind of the older waste. version played by Casey Affleck. It's and a I waste think
0: not only of Timothy Chalamet but of Casey Affleck. What? I think it was a waste of both actors.
1: Well, my thing is like there's a weird favoritism towards Murph. Um, but uh, I, again, though, I don't care because what Interstellar does well, it does very well. It's one of the best-looking movies of the decade. That reminds me, I'd also like to give a shout-out to Blade Runner 2049, which is the best-looking movie of the decade. But, anyways, back to that. Which one?
0: Um,
1: Blade Runner 2049. Oh, okay. Best-looking movie of the decade, I'm going to say. And, mind you, I loved every Christopher Nolan movie from this decade. Um, I loved Dunkirk, uh, The Dark Knight Rises... He is a man who spares no expense. And every one of his movies looks great. And Interstellar is just such a remarkable adventure. Like, and I honestly I am still flabbergasted that Hans Zimmer did not win an Oscar for it. His score is so beautiful. Yeah. Everything everything about that movie is gorgeous. I, I would I want to watch it right now. Fuck it. Um and uh, my next pick is one. I feel like people will strongly disagree on. I've been told it's boring, you're wrong, you're stupid. (laughs) Um, I just don't care. Because it's a movie, I shit you not, it haunted me for months and months. There were samples of dialogue that I would replay in my ear because I'm a crazy person. And it's a movie that really just had such an impact on me because its dialogue is so profound at times. It's so real. It's such an accurate portrayal of, like, depression and coping. Um, but, and actually, I mentioned earlier that Silence was initially my pick of 2016, but actually it has been usurped by this film. Um, mm-hmm. My next pick is Jackie, um, which, to me, I get people don't find it as interesting as I do but I love the shit out of this movie. It's so sad.
0: People, I didn't realize people didn't like it. I've been thinking about it a lot
1: lately. I don't know why. Watch it again. Well, if you like, you'll see what. Like, there is a scene where she's talking to John Hurt um, about how she says something like. Uh, we're talking about Natalie Portman plays Jackie Kennedy for those who don't know, and she says something like suicide is for crass and self-indulgent people. I wanted somebody that evening to assassinate me so that I could be with Jack. Like, that sort of thing is how I felt. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I can't bring myself to commit suicide, but if somebody would do it for... like, And if you know how Jackie Kennedy must have been feeling after that, it feels so right. There's another scene where... it's another scene with her and John Hurt where he says something to her about how, you know, like, people, like, you you don't always get the answers you're looking for. And, basically, you either accept that or you kill yourself. And we basically just have to go on living our lives with that thought. Otherwise, we'll fucking die. Like, it's beautiful. I don't... I don't understand why this movie never took off, and I also don't understand why Natalie Portman didn't win Best Actress, because it's probably the third best performance of the decade. Um, yeah. It's really amazing. I I, I,
0: really, I didn't realize that people didn't like it, though.
1: I've been told by people, because I, I recommended the shit out of it. I was like, this movie is haunting as fuck, and people have told me it's like, eh, it's a 6.7 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I love it to death. Speaking of depressing movies, my next pick is actually one of yours. Um, Melancholia. Um, yeah. You either love Lars von Trier or you really fucking don't. And I totally do. And I think this is his best film right up there with Breaking the Waves. Um, it's just really a movie... Again, it haunts you. It. There's something so real about it. It it leaves your stomach churning. I remember there is a scene in particular where Scar- uh, Scarlet, Charlotte, Gainsburg like it pretty much sinks in with her that she is fucked and that everybody is fucked. And she's like trying to start this car and she just has like a total fucking meltdown. And it, it, to me, like that kind of moment right there, you will never find a movie about the end of the world. As authentic and as real as this ever again. It also has such amazing performances. And you know, like the first hour or so, you're, you'll you just sit there thinking, where the hell is this going? And then it gets there. And it's one of the best movies I think you'll ever see. I, and I, I could say that about any of these movies, really, but it's really something I
0: agree. I'm glad you put it on there. I didn't think you were going to.
1: Oh, yeah. I fucking love that movie. And it's a movie that's gotten even better over the years. I've seen it many times, and it just it sticks with you.
0: Very good.
1: Okay, what you got? Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's my four.
0: All right, so my final four,
1: well... Until the top one. Until the top one. Until the top one in the miniseries, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Now, you mentioned earlier,
0: you mentioned this movie. I don't know why you chose not to put it on there. I totally forgot what the fuck you said. But it is The Revenant, and it's my second favorite Leo performance. Maybe. Um, But I thought that the the story was fantastic for a true story. I thought the performance was beautiful. I thought... The movie was beautiful. I thought the score was beautiful.
1: Um. So yeah, is there anything you want to say, about it? Um, I'll save it for the next three. Oh.
0: Okay. Um, I thought yep. you said you didn't have it on the list.
1: I didn't have it on the ten. I have it on Uh-oh. the Uh-oh. honorable mentions, though.
0: Okay, I see. Sorry.
1: Forgive spoiler. me from spoiler.
0: A little bit. It's just we've been at this for an hour and a half, so uh. I know.
1: Yeah, I got you.
0: Um, Also, you reminded me when you called me the other day, and you forgot to text me to remind me again, but I remembered. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Three Billboards was a movie that I had overlooked initially. And I liked this movie so much that I actually bought it. um, Good. On Prime. Like, Prime Video. Uh Uh-huh. I only have, like, a handful of movies on Prime Video. But I got it... Like last year, and I love Frances McDormand. I don't care for politics necessarily, but she's, she's fantastic a actress, and I love Sam
1: Rockwell always have. It's his. I'm really glad that they the like he finally got his due with this movie, and it he is he's the well him and Frances McDormand are like neck and neck for best performance in that movie, but. He's really, he really shines in that.
0: No, definitely. But um, I mean, I like everybody. Else. Me
1: too. It's such
0: a great cast. Woody Harrelson, Lucas Hedges, and um, the other guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you guys'
0: name.
1: Uh, Peter Dinklage?
0: No, her husband. Uh, well, her ex-husband.
1: Oh, John Hawks.
0: Hawks, yeah. Okay. Um, also, I have Silence, which you reminded me of earlier. I just added to the list. Very moving. I need to see it again. I've only seen it once. Me too. I it, it's a tragic kind of fucking movie, but it's still beautiful.
1: You have to be in a certain mood to watch Silence, but it's mm-hmm. Scorsese's most unsung movie <laughs> of the decade.
0: He likes to do these movies that are, I guess, kind of considered controversial. And I don't know why he constantly chooses, like... Christianity is a theme. I wouldn't say constantly, but he, this is the second time now, anyway. He
1: has. Well, it, I don't know if you know this, but he has like an unofficial like religion trilogy. Um, All right. Is he it, a religious it, man? What? Is he a religious man? I believe so. Yeah. And because you notice it's Italian it's, it's sprinkled in with that within his other movies. Um. Well, but, I
0: wasn't offended by The Last Temptation of Christ necessarily. I'm I sure. think
1: it's one of his best movies, as we discussed on our show. Um Yeah. I'd, I'd say Silence is up there too.
0: I wasn't offended by this movie either. I do think that the casting choices were pretty fucking unusual. But he often does that. He likes to cast American actors to do things like no matter what
1: That's true. Like,
0: Leo play an Irish guy and fucking Andrew Henry Garfield
1: Collins. as a Hispanic
0: right is Cameron Diaz. I mean the casting choices are always weird. Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver. Very fucking strange choice That's to play true. Spanish.
1: I believe they were Spanish.
0: Yeah, bizarre, but it works somehow. It does. It I does. wouldn't say it's the acting in the movie that I like necessarily the most. Um, as much as the story feels kind of like an Odyssey. And it's beautiful yeah. though. Um
1: It is. It's a gorgeous film and it's it it is like <sighs> It's a beautiful movie and its story is very moving in a yes. way. I I get that people, you know, some people, not everybody's into religion. I'm not even that into religion, but there is just something about that story that rings true.
0: <sighs> yeah, definitely. So I feel like, um, I mean, he tried so hard, so I feel like it needs some kind of,
1: uh, It deserves credit, and someday it will get its due.
0: I don't think Hans has seen it. Babe, have you seen Silence yet? Hans. No? Okay. All right, well, anyways, the last movie is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was going back and forth on this one. I didn't have it on the list when I was at 15, but since you allowed me to do 20, voila. It's another Odyssey kind of film. Again, I've got more Leonardo DiCaprio movies on this list than anybody, I think.
1: I mean, we can't help it that the man does damn near nothing but amazing movies. That's why it's taken him... It took him four years to start another movie, because he only chooses his projects wisely. Well, it's like my fourth Leo
0: movie, but it's also like my only Tarantino and Brad Pitt movie, which is weird.
1: It doesn't have to be like that. It can just be what you prefer. I know, but...
0: I like certain things so much, I feel like I have to give them a chance to be on
1: the list. I feel ya. You. you you like to pay credit where it's due. I'm the same way. Yeah.
0: So that's all I'm saying. But no, it was it was a fun movie, and I appreciated that it wasn't violence and blood and gore like his other fucking movies. I like Django Unchained, too, but not enough to put it on there. But I appreciate the movies like that that aren't the... That aren't so violent.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's Tarantino it's at action. his most like lamentful. He's I
0: feel like people expect shit like that from him and Scorsese like, oh, Scorsese mobster movie. Uh this is going to have plenty of action in it.
1: It doesn't matter. I think that that action. might be why like The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood probably have naysayers. It's cuz people have that expectation from them, but they're getting older and they both I don't know. With both of these movies this year, they've—it's like they're using these movies to reflect. It's—I think it's really special.
0: I'm pleased they—they they chose to do it what they did. And I—I uh-huh. like, I think,
1: I think. Oh, sorry. Oop. I was just gonna say I think either Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or The Irishman will win Best Picture, and <laughs> they're both special movies in their own way. So.
0: Okay. Well, that would be fine with me, personally. Me too.
1: I am a, okay after last year. <sighs> um, but yeah. So wait, was that your four? It was. Okay. Um, let me see. All right, and then my three before I get before we get to our top choices. Um, first is a movie that most people I like kind of like The Tree of Life. You either loved it or you hated it. I think it's totally fucking brilliant. And I'm going to be watching it for the rest of my life. Um, Darren Aronofsky's mother. Um, really? I, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I find, you always did like that more than I did. I find, It's so genius. I get that Darren Aronofsky is probably totally in love with himself. But <laughs> if I wrote something like that, I would be too. Because it's it has... Creativity at the yin-yang. And honestly, the real miracle of it is that a major studio took it on. Like, what?
0: Um, I guess, but I mean, I don't think he's worse than Lars von Trier as far as egotism goes. No, he isn't.
1: <laughs> but um, my next pick is actually you and I shared just we, great minds. Um, my next pick is The Revenant. Um, which is Alejandro Inarritu's follow-up to Birdman, and oh to God, this movie is amazing. And I, I, it's just so, it's so well made. I really, like. I get like. I know some critics called it a slog when it came out, and perhaps it's not the easiest movie to sit through. I find the whole thing like gorgeous and gripping and i find its violence really like ugh, like it like when something violent happens in that movie you fucking feel that shit and also it is one of leonardo dicaprio's best performances i it won him his first oscar and i always said after he lost for the wolf of wall street i said they want him to torture himself <laughs> i cuz you think about it like He'd lost to uh, to Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Byers Club, who starved himself. Like, that's the kind of thing they wanted. They yeah, wanted but... him to torture himself.
0: I don't know. I, I, I definitely thought of Christian Bale as soon as you said that, because I feel like they've been kind of like rivals for years now. But
1: And you know what? Christian Bale tortured himself. He played the game, and now he's a winner. But he's also insane, I think. Oh, probably. Um, (laughs) I don't doubt it. Um, And my last pick is is another poster I have on my wall. Um, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Initially, I had this as my favorite of 2017, but I actually kind of choose the Florida Project over this. Um, But I do love this film to death. I love how it doesn't give you what you're expecting. You expect, you know... You expect them to find the killer and justice to be served. But writer-director Martin McDonough knows that that's not how life turns out. And so he just throws you for a curve, left and right. And it's such a brilliant movie, and the acting is amazing as well. And it's funny, and it's dark, and it's darkly funny. And Which movie? It- uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh,
0: okay. I'm surprised
1: you put that on there actually. Oh no, I fucking love that movie. And it it should have won the Best Picture Oscar. Um but alas, they don't they don't always listen to me, so um they haven't actually for five years, so um but yeah, I that's that's my last choice. I love that movie to death.
0: Good. Okay. Well our
1: lists weren't
0: quite as different as I thought but they were so yeah
1: no, we, saw, we saw pretty eye to eye
0: I don't disagree necessarily with any of your choices it's just not mine yeah exactly so, so
1: that leaves us with what our top movie of the decade <laughs> it's hmm. ten years of movies that's you know a shitload of movies that have come out in ten years we've uh, chosen just one
0: this movie, I've been behind since, since before it didn't win anything at the Oscars. And I think maybe that's why... No, that's not why I love it so much. But it definitely doesn't hurt. I feel like it's the most underrated movie um, on my list. And that's for many reasons. It's just... It's great performances from everybody... It's a great story, and the cinematography is just beautiful. It's art to me when I see it, and I have seen it probably not shitty nine times now, and I don't mind. I can watch it. I just saw it the other day. I can watch it again right now. And really not. I want to
1: watch it right now.
0: Yeah, and that would be Nocturnal Animals. Um, Tom Ford. I don't know if you've ever seen his clothes or his accessories, but he is an artist, and. Uh, I think that's what works so well about, he's only directed two movies, I think, but mm-hmm. it works well in his movies. Um, you can tell that he has a good eye because I mean, the shots and the cinematography, it's just beautiful. Everything. The attention
1: to detail is really special in yeah. that movie, especially.
0: The story, like it made me, it pretty much just jumps right into it almost. And, I was nervous. I was at the theater watching it, and I was uncomfortable. Like, physically uncomfortable and nervous while I was watching it for most of the time. It's a great revenge story, and I fucking love revenge stories. I love revenge, so... Um... No. It's... For me, it's the perfect movie. It's like my godfather. It's like my... (sighs) Whatever. It's not my favorite movie of all time because that's Lord of the Rings, but... It's up there. After Lord of the Rings, Nocturnal Animals, probably. Shit. That's pretty say. high praise. Yeah. Aaron Johnson, for me, he is that whole movie. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Chan, yes. Amy Adams, yes. I mean, but...
1: Aaron, Aaron Johnson's Johnson. performance, in particular, really gets under your skin. and it's.
0: And I just don't know how Tom Ford looked at him and thought, yes, this guy, he's it. I mean, he's,
1: yeah.
0: he's a clean-cut, good-looking British guy. He just... He's not... But even as he plays like this redneck asshole, evil person, he's still beautiful.
1: Like mm-hmm. underneath
0: his mutton chops and everything, like he's still beautiful. I don't know. It's very bizarre. The first and he's al- time he's almost likable, even though he's bad. You know, I still mm-hmm. like him. It's really strange.
1: The first time I saw that movie, I was horrified of him. Like it, yeah. Ooh, he is good. Mhm.
0: But do you see what I'm saying about, maybe it's, it's not that I like him, he's charming in an, yeah. a sociopathic way. But sociopaths can be charming. So
1: yeah, I, don't I got too.
0: But no, that performance for me, and you know I love Jake Gyllenhaal, always have, forever. It just, it's a sexy movie. Stylish, I love it. sexy, and I love it. So that's, that's my two cents. What about you?
1: It is one of the most unsung movies of the decade, and I really hope Tom Ford. You know, he is a very interesting filmmaker. I loved his first movie, a series or a single man.
0: Yeah, I um, saw that recently too. Again, beautiful cinematography. It yeah.
1: is. He yeah he he's very he's very particular, and I like it. I appreciate it. Good. Um, my to me the best movie of the decade. Um it's, honestly, I don't even know if you see this coming, because you probably feel like I already I said it. I can't even, like, think of what
0: what you haven't said that you would say.
1: And, you know, what's funny is you've said it, but, <laughs> yeah, okay. you've said it. I think it's, to me, it's the best movie the last ten years, because it is a movie that every time I see it, I find myself finding something new in it. If you sat down... If somebody said, explain this entire movie to me, I couldn't. Because it's so detailed. It has... There's so many little details in it that by forgetting one, you would throw the whole story out of whack. None of it would make any sense. But it's so ambitious, so unique, it's so creative, it's so beautiful to look at, and also it's just a movie that doesn't get old for me. Um, And To me, the best movie of the last 10 years is Inception. And I don't care if that's a cliche choice. Um, I can't help it that Christopher Nolan is as amazing as he is. Because he is. This movie is remarkable. It is a stunner. And it's like, again, you have to be in a mood to watch it. It's not that, like, it's not like, how do I say this? You really have to set your entire mind on it. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, "What is this? What am I watching?" And to some, that's going to piss people off. But I love it. I have been revisiting this movie for the last 10 years. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's perhaps his masterpiece. It's it, it ha- like it's not an actors movie. It's that rare case in which it's a stories movie, and mm-hmm. the story itself is genius, detailed, and timeless. Like, it, again, the visual effects, the production design, it's all just so fabulous. Like, it is a movie that people will be scratching their heads over, and talking about, and rewatching for years and years. And, I just, I think it's the best fucking thing since sliced bread.
0: Well, I'm glad you stuck with your boy. Nolan. I did. I did stick Nolan. with my boy. Since you can't, Dark Knight used to be your favorite movie, historically, for a very long time. It's
1: but, no one of them, but...
0: Yeah, but I mean, even so, as long as you, you chose a Christopher Nolan movie, it's fine with me. I'm
1: surprised I wasn't going to no. leave this film out, because...
0: I'm also very disappointed you didn't put nocturnal animals on your list at all. You had twenty picks. And I can think of a few of yours that I would have removed in its place.
1: I love nocturnal animals, but well, not I, as much as the movies I chose.
0: You had Birdman and Her and Jackie all
1: above Nocturnal Animals. No, get out of here. I know. That's the thing though. That's the thing. I didn't want any I didn't want either one of our lists to influence each other. Um, so, that's why we went into this fucking thing blind. But, I, Inception, to me, is just, it's too impressive to be ignored. I get, you can think The Social Network is the best movie of the decade. All hands, you know, that, that's fine, good on you. But, I'm gonna stick with them, and I love The Social Network. I just watched uh, it the other well, day. I like it. neither of us said it, or The King's Speech. No, I love that movie, too. But, I, I wouldn't say... It's the best movie of the decade just because there is something just so timelessly interesting and fascinating about what Inception does. Um, and yeah, no, I think it's the best. I I stand by it. All mm-hmm. right, very good. And I'm looking forward to Tenet as well. I don't know. I don't know Have you one. seen the trailers for that?
0: Oh, right, 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 right,
1: right. I already
0: forgot about it. Okay,
1: um, Okay. so Chantel here wants to discuss um, another uh, artistic medium that had an influence on her, um, and I would like to discuss one of mine as well that also came from the last decade, um, and this is a television series. Correct, Chantel?
0: It is. I, I mean, it's going to sound a little bizarre, actually, and probably disturbing to say that this limited series changed my life but it has in some very strange and profound ways I did not know going into it I was going to feel this way because I knew the story but I never really thought about it or gave a shit but I don't know if it's what the cast does with it or what Ryan Murphy does with it but the assassination of Gianni Versace
1: American crime, yeah, crime story
0: right it just giggled. yes American crime story <sighs> It's opened up, like, this whole world for me. I mean, it's... I live and breathe it now. Like, so much so that I had hands take me to uh, Miami for, like, a honeymoon, kind of. And we got this hotel that cost a fucking fortune on the beach just so we could be right next door to the Casa Carina with with the Versace Mm mansion. And then we did some dark tourism where we we walked the path that Andrew Cannan would have taken After he, you know, assassinated Gianni Versace. It's all very strange. But this has led to a world of me streaming, like, true crime videos about it. Books. I've got multiple books here that I've been reading about. It's just, like, this whole fucking thing. I don't know why. Why does this this story about this party boy, club kid, gay guy, drug addict who murdered... You know, the greatest fashion designer of the generation. Why is the story so important? And you know what it is, honestly? What's
1: honestly. Up? Why is it?
0: After reading the book, if you read the book, Vulgar Favors, that the show is based on, I can see a lot of similarities in the way that my mind thinks with the way that Andrew Cunanan thinks. And the way that Darren Criss... Like, a lot of the things he does and says are things that I, too, have done and said, especially the the pretentious things, you know, the lies and the, um, you know what I mean?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And how he goes out of his way to make himself look like he's one way when he's really not.
1: Yeah.
0: Why do you say it like that?
1: No, I don't know.
0: But I don't know. It's that it's Darren Chris. It's
1: his performance is amazing.
0: It is. Like, it's it just...
1: really is. If you could give an Oscar to an acting thing or a TV show, that that'd be it. Like
0: Exactly. I could not in good conscience have a conversation about the best of the past ten years and not throw this into it.
1: Most of this show was my idea but she actually decided to include this because she wanted to pay tribute to it. And, um, oh, so I was just explaining. For Are you talking to me? No, definitely. that's. I was talking that's... to whoever. The
0: so, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you could put that's not Versace, but I'd love to hear it.
1: All right. <laughs> Here we go. Actually, you've heard all about it. Um, my pick... ...is a show I recently got into... And oh no. it's, it's something I could not stop thi- Oh, bitch, please. Don't you say... Oh no, I've heard all about your Versace for years. I've seen it. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. But, there are
0: reasons why I love this show.
1: Okay, no don't see you haven't seen my
0: show! I, yeah, but I don't have to see it to specifically know... ...that there's no reason that you could personally... ...identify with this show in any way. I
1: don't have to personally identify with these things... There's just something so riveting about it, especially in the last two seasons.
0: Well, I can't like something unless I personally identify with it. Oh, God.
1: You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. Oh,
0: okay. Well, go on. Okay. Say it.
1: My pick. Honestly, what I think about when I when I talk about this show now is that, remember in Death Becomes Her when Goldie Hawn is at, like, group therapy and she's like, I'd like to talk about Madeline Ashton, and everybody in the group <laughs> starts screaming, because they've heard about it so many times. That's how I feel about talking about Damon Lindelof and Tom perotta's The Leftovers, but I know there were a lot of great shows that came out this decade, like Game of Thrones, um, but The Leftovers is something I find so fascinating. And I—it's what I find so aggravating about it is that it's so short. There's only three seasons. Its first season is really good. And then its second and third are amazing. And I started reading the book just because I can't get enough of this fucking shit. And as I was reading it, I was like why the fuck didn't this show win Emmys? And so I started looking up, why didn't this show win Emmys? And I found all these articles about people who were pissed off because it wasn't even nominated at the Emmys. So I'm not the only one, damn it. It is amazing. It's a show that reinvents itself with every every single season, and yet it's all somehow all the same thing. Like, you get to the start of season two... And it has a different opening, like, opening title theme song. And then it opens with a weird prologue, followed by... You don't see any of the characters from the first season until about 40 minutes in. Like, that's bold. That is bound to drive people away and make Mm -hmm. them scratch their heads. But it's a show that does that on itself. Like, it has so many crazy ideas but it's brilliant. And the acting is phenomenal. Justin Thoreau should have been showered with awards for that. And so should Carrie Coon. Uh, I, it's basically the concept of the show. is It, it takes place on October 14th. Um, half of the population disappeared in what is referred to as the departure. And it's basically just about everybody who was left behind. And how they cope with it and it's not like left behind like the bible thumper thing that you're probably aware of it it's not about religion at all it's just about these characters trying to figure out what the hell is going on well
0: what the hell is going on is it if it's not fucking religious which is Sounds it's not even really
1: it's me. not even really about them trying to figure out what's going on. It's mostly about them trying to figure out like what next. Like how can they move past 100%. that?
0: You're telling me that nobody in the show has said, Oh, this reminds me of the book of Revelation.
1: No, of course. But that's the thing. So, like, there's a character named Matt Jameson who is a preacher, and he actually puts up flyers around town about some of the people who have disappeared and how flawed they were. Like, pointing out that this probably wasn't actually the rapture because these people sinned and were flawed. And at the end of the show, you kind of sort of find out what happened to them, but at the same time, it's really just a question of faith. And it's so... What? Is it Roanoke-like?
0: No, not going to tell you. Be a lot more interesting if it was.
1: I guess it's the characters themselves are interesting. Um, Carrie Coons, Nora Durst lost her entire family, and yet she seems really calm about it. Like she just kinda does her best to march on forward, even though you know deep down that she's really fucked up about it. And just like, the well, more the show builds, the more interesting these characters become. Um, Justin I like Thurow's... What?
0: I like the stand. That's all I'm gonna say. About
1: that. I love the stand, but uh, the leftovers is, is good. Stephen King likes the book.
0: Well, he should, Uh, yeah, but didn't it pretty much just rip off the stand? No. That sounds like the stand to me. It's
1: more character-driven.
0: So is the stand, Pinhead.
1: No, The Stand is, like, more story-driven.
0: Well, it's about a bunch of characters that come together in the end to fight good versus evil.
1: Yeah, but they're not fighting shit. They're just fighting their own personal battles. In which one? The Leftovers.
0: Alright, well, I'll I'll leave it up to you. I haven't seen the fucking show. I'm just saying the idea that it's not about the rapture, to me, is a little bit strange.
1: It is, but it isn't. That's... Okay. Is it blasphemous,
0: or what? No. All right, well, eventually I'll get around to it.
1: That's all I can say. It's a fascinating, especially when you get to the last two seasons. It, it ah, I can't. Uh, the show has so- had such an effect on me. I want to watch it again, like right is now. It, is it paranormal?
0: In a way, yeah. You're not selling it that well, I'm just saying.
1: I can't give anything away is the thing. It's like, in order to enjoy The Leftovers is to have seen it. I, I can't spoil these things. Are you high? Like. All right, I guess. Yeah. But, so yeah, that's my series.
0: Everything's a spoiler, if you ask me.
1: It is. Every
0: single movie ever. I mean, you start a movie, you don't know how it's going to end until it's over, and now you know how it ends. But you uh-huh. still watch it again and again and again, don't you?
1: That's pretty true. But- so.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised the show went on for 2 hours actually. I'm too. Um But I mean, it's good. I'm glad we got all that out. I'm glad that uh, uh
1: good list. It was. I was going to say we discussed the worst, but I mean Oh, it,
0: tell me. Tell me, yeah, give me a few worsts because uh I know my worst of the
1: the 10. The okay. Two. All right. I'll I'll breeze through these really quickly. And And I know quicker than I've said. Um, But these... um, Again, I've tried not... I've tried to avoid easy targets. um, But these are movies that are just really horrible. So, basically, yeah. That's it. Um, First on my list, and this is in alphabetical order, is Fantastic Four. Um, More like Fantastic fucking Snore. Jesus (laughs) Christ. It's the most boring superhero movie you'll ever see. It's the disaster you heard it was. Don't ever see it. End of story. Um, Next is Fifty Shades Freed. Good Mm -hmm. Christ. I thought the first two were bad. The third one was the worst. That says something. Um, Life itself, not the Roger Ebert documentary. This is a pretentious, fucking star-studded disaster starring Oscar Isaac and Olivia Wilde. And you just know that The writer-director of it knew he was making some sort of masterpiece. Nah, honey, it's shit. Um, Fourth is Gary Marshall's final film, Mother's Day. I thought about running out of the theater many times while I was watching this. It's (laughs) like Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve are bad. This shit is really, really bad. Um, Next is an easy target but good God it's awful um norma the north I've urged you to watch this before oh shit now that I'm thinking about norma the north I could also mention food fight which is disgusting um why is it disgusting? what why is
0: it disgusting
1: it's visually repugnant just I almost want people to see it I watched it because I heard about how horrible it was. And honestly, I wanted to turn it off. But my friend Tyler and sister, we, pow- we powered through. It was really rough. Norman the North is even better. And that says something. Because Food Fight is the worst movie I've ever sat through in my life. But Norman mm-hmm. the North, yeah. Oh, it's it's really horrible. Like, you uh, watch the Nostalgia Critic's review and you've seen the movie. That's it. Really, it'll save you. It's only like 30 minutes, but you okay. will know my pain. Uh, but Norm of the North is god fucking awful. Um. Speaking of which, is um. Well, I recently saw Adam Sandler's newest movie, *Uncut Gems*, and he's terrific in it. Honestly, give him an Oscar. I don't give a fuck. He's terrific. He deserves it. He's so good in it. But the reason why they won't is because of movies like *That's My Boy*. Um, oh, we're gonna say *Jack and Jill*. Uh, I give Jack and Jill mild credit because, because of Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Shut up. Al Pacino. That is it. That is why this movie is not on my list. It's horrible. Don't get me wrong, but Al Pacino gives it his all. But That's My Boy is creepy, disgusting, and not funny. And, um, actually, that same can honestly be said about my next pick, The Human Centipede Part 3 mm-hmm. Final Sequence. I hate all of these movies. The third one is the worst um i mean just grab your doggy bag and puke fucking into it i i don't know who this is for i don't like torture porn um because i guess i'm just too old for it now but this is the bottom of the barrel um and that barrel is covered in vomit um mm-hmm. next is m night Shyamalan's the last airbender um I honestly,
0: really bad. I, I think we watched it, but I was probably really drunk, so
1: this I. This is what I was gonna say. I honestly don't remember what is so horrible about this movie, other than it's really horrible. So, it must be bad. Um, yeah, that's that. That's why it's there. Um, his other, he made another ten megaton bomb this decade called After Earth, which was a Will Smith family vanity project. Yeah, also dog shit. Um, my next pick is another movie I found utterly insufferable, um, Transformers The Last Night. Um, I actually vowed to never watch another one of these movies again, and then Bumblebee warmed my heart again, so, eh. But The Last Night is horrible. It's near, it's two and a half hours of visual effects garbage and noise, and I just, I, I can't, I can't do it. Um. My next pick is a movie I honestly put on here because I love to talk about it. Um, Welcome to Marwin. <laughs> um and Welcome to Marwin is so wrong on so many levels. It just doesn't know it. And it's I put this on here because it should have worked. It has many talented people behind it and yet it's god fucking awful. And its key mistake lies in its main character, who is creepy, uncomfortable, not sympathetic, and honestly just kind of an asshole. And yet you're supposed to care for this motherfucker, and he just gives off real serial killer vibes. I want people to see this thing. I There is a scene that made me cringe so hard I about fell out of my seat that's all i'll say and mm-hmm. you'll know it when you see the film yourself and my last pick this is actually like an 11 um i'm going with it's a movie people probably didn't see and count yourselves lucky i'm going with kevin smith's yoga hosers really? um, you know uh, what i haven't seen
0: most of these movies for that matter i guess it's because like i read movie reviews so why the fuck would I want to watch something that
1: everybody says or I'm a sick fuck. And I, I look for these things. I think and the
0: word is uh, sadomasochistic. Is it? A-
1: yeah. I, I believe that's the case. Yes. Um, yeah. And yoga hosers. I get Kevin Smith is a talented guy and all, but absolutely nothing about this movie works. Like it is a failure. And I don't want that to discourage him because I know he's a funny guy and he writes really well. But yoga hosers Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. But Yoga Hosers It's bad.
0: (laughs) I I trust and believe it. I wanna see hands. What's your favorite movie of the past decade? Say something! Say something, motherfucker. I can't. He's had
1: two hours.
0: I don't. You've had fucking. He's had. He's had two days to think about this. What is it? Say it. Oh, it's, the last
1: Jedi. <laughs> it's
0: not the last Jedi. He does not mean that.
1: Well, okay. So we have a big fan of Star Wars, the Last Jedi over Star Wars. there. Yeah, he's lying. Oh no, that's fine. This this way we get more along of our. We get more along our bandwagon. Um, that's true. So
0: just for the record, just so everybody knows, Hands now says that Star Wars is his favorite and he Star had, Wars
1: the last Jedi.
0: The last Jedi at that. He was wrong before and uh he liked the new one too. He just told Nana in the car he, he enjoyed it. It's a good
1: movie. So. Don't is- uh
0: don't believe what you hear from everybody else. Yep. It's a good movie. And said it. So. And
1: that's that.
0: <sighs> so, yeah, that was a pretty good list of shit there.
1: Um yes, it was.
0: <laughs> I guess it's only fair to reflect on the travesties of the years.
1: I ain't letting them go. I mean, I've probably seen worse than some of those.
0: Well, my pick, personally, is the Fifty Shades trilogy. Just everything about it. I don't like Dakota Johnson, though. And I don't oh. give a fuck if it's a good movie since then. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't like Jamie Dornan either. And he's done okay things since then. But I just can't get over... It took a long time for me to forgive Robert Pattinson. So, my God, I'm not going to forgive these <laughs> fucking assholes.
1: Robert Pattinson's been good for a while
0: now. Ten years from now, maybe. But it's going to have to take a lot of good shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie Dornan just hasn't done enough, period. The only other movies of his i have seen, I think, are Marie Antoinette and... Uh, at night with Hervé or whatever. And her. Have you seen a bigger splash yet? No. It's not bad, but she's a... I uh, almost dropped a hard C-bomb.
1: She's good in Suspiria, and she's good in the peanut butter falcon.
0: I don't like her face.
1: I do like her face.
0: I don't like it. I don't like okay. her funny teeth. I have to go to the bathroom.
1: Okay. Is there anything else oh. you'd like to say about... Nope, I think we we covered a lot of ground here, and ten years' worth. So, hopefully, (sighs) uh, you know, not everybody will agree with us. And you know what? You know what I have to say about that? What? Fuck them. Yeah, fuck
0: them. I think our lists are pretty fucking great.
1: I think so, too.
0: If you have any qualms with that, you know, feel free to not send us a fucking message, because I'm not going to (laughs) leave.
1: No, if you want to, I'm down for a discussion. I don't give a yeah,
0: shit. Well, yeah, Christian's down for a discussion. I, on the other hand, am not.
1: And that's the thing. Our lists could definitely change over time. Um, oh, maybe, but, but
0: usually when I pick something, I stick to it. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you, man. But, uh, okay. Yeah, it's, we're at the two hour and 13 minute mark. I have to go piss. And I, uh,
1: I say we're yeah. done here.
0: Yeah, this is our our. I guess we're calling it our New Year's show. Happy New Year's, everybody! It's yes, Happy 20th. New Year's. So we will see you guys in twenty twenty. Is that right? Yes.
1: Yes, we will be doing awards coverage.
0: Yes, the uh, awards coverage show will be next. Yes. So uh, please, everyone, check out uh, TV Zone Podcast Network and our affiliates: uh, J Movie Talk, Heat and J Show. Um, And uh, the others, I forget what the fuck they are right now because I have to go to the bathroom. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, so check out the channel and uh, feel free to add yourself to the group on Facebook and whatnot. Follow us on Twitter also at ForFrodoPod and um, on Instagram at MoviesForLife17. So, yeah, that's it. Chantel, out.
1: Have a good one.